Welcome to a special Meet Kevin Report, where we pick one hotly requested topic that relates to making you money, and we tear it apart and come up with an opinion on it. Today, that topic is the Roth Individual Retirement Account, also sometimes known as the Roth IRA, although technically you're not supposed to call it an IRA. So we'll just go ahead and call it the Roth. Oh, heads up, this is going to require some concentration, so if you want your mind blown, stick around, otherwise, see you later. When I first heard about the Roth, I was working at a Jamba Juice, and the Roth is one of those things that almost kind of seems like a rite of passage. See, I came right out of high school where not even the teachers knew about finance or anything really having to do with money. I certainly wasn't taught anything about money. I felt clueless. And then you go to a job or college, and it seems like you always come across this subculture of finance freaks. You know, you, you've got like the popular kids, the jocks, the nerds, the gamers, the sporty folks, whatever. But the finance people, they always seem to infiltrate every single one of those groups. And there's always somebody going, you gotta get the Roth. Man, have, have you funded your Roth yet this year? Did you know you can still contribute up to April 15th for the year before? Bro, you gotta put your money in the Roth. It's all over Reddit. And look, I don't want to offend anybody here. If anybody's the definition of a finance freak, it's me. Because I sit in a room making YouTube videos talking about personal finance. And it makes me really happy. <laughs> or maybe it's just the coffee. But anyway, here's how the story about the Roth usually evolves. Somebody starts talking about, hey, you're 25 years old today. You could invest your money for the next 35 years in a Roth and be a tax-free millionaire. Just invest $6,000 per year into like an S&P 500 index fund and let it sit there and let's say it makes an 8% return on average, you by the time you are 60 will have over $1.1 million of tax-free money. The catch is you have to pay taxes on your money first, then you invest it into this and it grows tax-free so you never have to pay taxes on it again. But I'm about to share with you three reasons why I don't invest in the Roth individual retirement account and after you get through this video, you might never be inclined to use the Roth as well. And you'll have some ammo to talk against those finance freaks peddling the Roth. Problem number one, the deleveraging factor. We've probably all heard of the power of a leverage before in investing. And oftentimes when we hear the word leverage, we're like, oh, oh, oh leverage bad, debt. We don't want to go back to 2008 where teachers were getting loans for a million dollars on $50,000 incomes. Yeah, that actually happened. Dead people were getting loans. What happened in 08 was insanity. But the Roth actually robs you of some very important powers when it comes to investing. Let's say every single year for the next 10 years, you wanted to invest $7,500 towards your retirement. Over 10 years, that'd be $75,000 that you'd want to put towards your retirement, which is great. You can now put that entire $75,000 over 10 years into a traditional IRA account, or you could pay your taxes on that $75,000 and put the balance into a Roth. If you make about $65,000 a year, you probably pay around 20%, maybe even a little bit more, on the last dollars you're earning. Well, now let's see how this plays out. With $75,000 into your traditional retirement account, you would get a tax write-off of 20%, and that is worth $15,000 in your pocket right now. If you use the Roth, 
you would pay $15,000 in taxes to the government right now, and instead, you would have $60,000 in your retirement account. With an 8% return and after 35 years, the Roth would have a value of $1.1 million. The traditional individual retirement account would have a value of about $1.4 million. Obviously, the Roth is tax-free and the other is not. It's known as a taxable account. Now, for these to be an even deal, you could pay about 22% in taxes on the $1.4 million and be left with that same $1.1 million. And this is where you always get that question, oh, is your tax rate gonna be more in the future? Is it gonna be less in the future? Oh, what's it gonna be? Is the Roth right for me? And this is where I usually say I'm really not good at predicting the future. For example, it should be really predictable what Grant Cardone is going to say tomorrow about single-family houses, yet every single day I wake up wondering, is today going to be the day he says something different? Anyway, now I'm ready to have my mind blown. Remember with the traditional retirement account, you're saving $15,000 a year in taxes. You're not giving that to the government now. What we're gonna do now is we're going to take that $15,000 every 10 years and we're going to buy some real estate with it. That means on year 10, you're going to buy a house with 5% down for $250,000. Now at year 20, you're going to buy another house for $250,000 and we're just gonna keep the numbers exactly the same here just to keep the math really, really simple to make sure there's nothing complicated going on. Then at year 30, you're going to do it again. You're going to buy another place for $250,000. Again, this is just the money that you're saving in taxes because you're getting a tax write-off, putting your money into a traditional retirement account instead of a Roth. Let's also say each of these was a wedge deal. It was a good deal when you bought it. It cash flows, it covers repairs, capex, vacancy, management, remodeling, and any other costs that might come up during the time of your ownership. By the way, I teach you how to do all of this step-by-step step in the link below. Well, if you started this at 25 and bought your first property at 35, then 45, then 55, by the time you're 60, each of these properties would obviously be worth more. Again, assuming just a basic 3.5% appreciation rate. At 60 years old, you would have now created an additional $1.3 million real estate portfolio. And now you might be thinking to yourself, well, but yeah, you still have loans on them. That's true. You do still have loans. So let's go ahead and sell the properties. Let's pay 7% and selling costs and repairs to get it ready for sale. Let's go ahead and pay off all the debt. And that $1.3 million would give you an extra net worth of $525,000 on top of your existing traditional retirement account. So let's go back to that screen. You've got that $1.4 million in the traditional retirement account, but now you invested your tax savings and you used safe leverage in real estate to generate another $525,000, which now actually makes your retirement portfolio an over $1.9 million portfolio compared to that $1.1 million portfolio with the Roth, giving you tons of extra money to pay any kind of taxes if you were so inclined. Wait, 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 how is this possible? How could you possibly take $15,000 three times, buy real estate, and turn that into $525,000 over 35 years? What's the power of leverage? And remember, this argument number one as to why I don't like the Roth is it deleverages you. It takes away your ability to take this $15,000 you're saving every 10 years by putting money into a traditional retirement account instead of a Roth. It robs you of the ability to invest that $15,000 
And if you put that $15,000 in real estate, you could make a pretty incredible return over the next 35 years. Now, obviously all of this is just an example. I'm not a CPA or financial advisor, so don't sue me, bro, in 35 years or tomorrow for that matter. Do your own research and do your own numbers. But look at this, the Roth is worth just 57% of what your portfolio is worth on the traditional path. There's plenty of room there to pay taxes if you wanted to, but I'm about to blow that up as well. But before I do, some of you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, Kevin, you know, maybe I could just get a margin loan in my retirement accounts like the Roth and be able to have the power of leverage as well. Well, unfortunately, the IRS doesn't let you use margin accounts in retirement accounts. So unfortunately, the IRS pretty much completely strips your ability to have leverage. And that's why for reason number one, I much prefer the traditional retirement account over the Roth. And I'll tell you later the exact numbers that Lauren and I use for our retirement accounts and why we do it. Now, before I get to reason number two, why I don't like the Roth, if for whatever reason, real estate investing scares you, realize that you can invest in your future, have my brain on a platter that is on your desk for $260. You'll get over 350 recorded lectures, plus access to me in our private Discord group and private live streams twice a week. You'll really enjoy Enjoy it. Just make sure to use that coupon code WEDGE100 for 20% off, which we're ending pretty soon. And keep in mind, usually people start as skeptics. They're like, wait, a real estate course, seriously, an online product? And then when they join, they send me messages and say things like, Kevin, you need to raise the price. This is so good. So I appreciate y'all. Reason number two, I don't like the Roth. I never plan to pay taxes anyway. So remember that side portfolio you created by going in the direction of a traditional retirement account instead of the Roth? Well, a lot of us might be thinking, oh, well, you have to pay taxes on that too. You just have to pay taxes everywhere. I just don't want to pay taxes. Well, I'm right there with you. I don't want to pay taxes either, and I don't plan on paying taxes, which is exactly why I like the traditional route better. Watch this. In real estate investing, which you're taking those savings, investing into real estate, you could take a bunch of tax write-offs, and then when it comes time to sell your real estate and buy something else, like an apartment building or whatever you want, you could tell the government, hey, do you mind if I catch you later on the taxes I owe you? And the government says, hey, as long as you keep investing in real estate, no problem. You can catch us later. We'll, 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 you know, we'll settle up in the future. Go ahead and keep investing in real estate. You don't have to pay any taxes right now. That's called a 1031 exchange. And you could literally buy an investment property, exchange it, exchange it, exchange it, exchange it, and keep deferring when you're ever gonna pay taxes. Now, it's usually at this point that we start thinking, well, you know, the government's going to get you eventually. Well, let's do that example. Let's say, eventually, you had a $10 million real estate portfolio. And let's say you kept telling the government you'll catch them later on taxes, and, and you're supposed to pay the government taxes on, say, $9 million, which taxes on $9 million in gains might be somewhere between two to $3 million. That's a lot of money in taxes. But hey, the government has to get their money eventually, right? Well. Not necessarily. Let's say you've got that $10 million real estate portfolio and you technically have to settle up with the government for that two to $3 million, but then you get hit by a bus and your $10 million of real estate goes to your children. The government comes over and you might think the government might say something like, hey, um, we were owed like two to $3 million in taxes here. C can we settle up with the family here? <laughs> well, they don't do that. It's so stupid. Guess what the government says? Sorry for your loss. Uh, you don't owe us that two to $3 million anymore. Appreciate you being a real estate investor. Uh, hey kids, 
keep it up. Hopefully you just keep investing in real estate and you know what? We could offer you the same thing. And that's called a stepped up tax basis. It's stupid. The fact that these laws exist to make it so that you never, ever, ever have to pay taxes on real estate, like, why? It's not, I don't think it's fair, but I'm gonna take advantage of it. <laughs> so notice what I could do here. Instead of putting money into a Roth, I can put it into a traditional retirement account, still build that retirement portfolio, but then take the tax savings invested in the real estate and never pay taxes on that real estate ever, which is awesome. And then you might be thinking to yourself, well, what about the taxes on that retirement account? The government's going to force you to start taking distributions on that, and then they're gonna get taxes on that. And that's okay, because after all, you did have that $1.4 million portfolio instead of that $1.1 million portfolio with Roth. So you had more cushion to pay taxes anyway but it gets even more ridiculous as to why you never wanna use the Roth. Here we go. The government knows that most people that put money into retirement accounts put their money into regular retirement accounts. Because the government knows there's a lot of money in taxable retirement accounts, the government likes to come around and do these incentive programs to give you discounts on the taxes you owe in your retirement account. Now you're thinking to yourself like, wait a minute, what? That's like a middle finger to the people who are investing in the Roth. The people investing in the Roth are like, I don't wanna have to pay a lot of taxes when I'm in retirement where my, maybe my tax bill is gonna be bigger or whatever. But then you do that and you see the government giving people discounts who went with the regular retirement option. It's like, oh, wait a minute, seriously? Oh, the people in the Roth just get screwed again. Well, yeah. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, Kevin, can you give us an example? Yeah. Easy. Enter a very recent example called a real estate opportunity zone. And you don't really have to know what the opportunity zones are. Just know that, let's say you had a bunch of money that was taxable in a retirement account, and then you wanted to invest in a real estate opportunity zone. If you now move your money into that opportunity zone and you keep it there for five to seven years, the government's going to give you a 10 to 15% discount on the taxes you owe on that money. And so all of a sudden it's like the traditional retirement account people are getting another 10 to 15% discount on the taxes they owe. The Roth people are like, ah, well, I don't owe any taxes, so I don't get to use that 10 to 15% coupon. Darn, wish I had known that 35 years ago, except you have no idea what kind of discount options the government's going to come up with. All you should think is, the government knows there's a lot of money in retirement accounts and a lot of people looking for ways to minimize their taxes from their retirement accounts, which creates the opportunity for the government to come in and give coupons if you do what they want you to do. Now, let me show you how Lauren and I take this to the next level. We use something called a simple 401k. This allows both of us to contribute $12,500 each per year and get a tax write-off for that money. So together, we're putting $25,000 into retirement accounts. Then we get to write off that entire $25,000, which means we end up saving about $12,500 in taxes because in California, we pay about 50% in taxes. Now I have $12,500 that ordinarily I would have had to give away to the government, and instead I could go invest it in real estate, taking advantage of that big first reason why I hate the Roth, leverage.
Then bringing up the second point, we never plan to pay taxes anyway. And even if we did plan to pay taxes, I'd rather hang my hat on the fact that the government's probably just going to hand you out some coupons and be able to save taxes on the money you put into a taxable retirement account anyway, much like the Opportunity Zone. Now, this video would not have been possible if it were not for you. Thank you so much for following me on Instagram and watching these videos on YouTube, leaving comments below. I try to respond to every message I get on Instagram. Certainly, I respond to every message I get in the course. That's the fastest way to get a hold of me is in the course. And of course, I try to read every single one of your YouTube comments. So if you have other questions or things you want me to make videos about, make sure to get in touch. And thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time.